Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, The Case of Edwards Dog Tags, and I'm your host, Rick Stone. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the Foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. And now, on with our show. Today, we're going to explore file number 0394 from the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation's Investigative Cases of Missing American Service Members. Private First Class Alfred Edwards remains an MIA from the Battle of Tarawa in November 1943. At the end of our podcast, I think you will agree that we found the location of PFC Edwards and his location will surprise you. But first, as you may know from listening to our other podcast, the investigators of the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation use a system known as RISC, R-I-S-C which stands for Random Incident Statistical Correlations. The system provides research information to families of missing American servicemen and servicewomen. This system is based on biometrics. That's a fancy name for body measurements. And it also incorporates historical data, or the many different and seemingly unassociated facts about a person that can be analyzed and compared to possible matches. So let's dive into PFC Edwards' biometrics and his history. Alfred Edwards, as you know, is a private first class. He was about 66 inches tall, and at 33 years of age, he was much older than his fellow Marines. He had medium brown hair and weighed 137 pounds. He was from Oklahoma, and his blood type was O. He was a member of Easy Company, 2nd Battalion. 2nd Marines, 2nd Marine Division. PFC Edwards listed his religious preference as Protestant in his records. This means that the letter P for Protestant may have been imprinted on his USMC identification disc or also known as the dog tags. PFC Edwards was unmarried and he had blue eyes. And his official USMC photograph does not contain a chart to confirm his listed height of 66 inches. He had 20-20 vision, but his cap size is unknown, and as you will find later in our broadcast, sometimes these very small little details have a very large import. PFC Edwards' last recorded dental examination was on 11 January 1942, shortly after his enlistment. He recorded only two cavities, no fillings, no extractions, and three wisdom teeth were present. For the time period in the rural background of PFC Edwards, his very minimal dental dental treatment profile noted at age 31, frankly, is remarkable, almost to the point of questioning its credibility. PFC Edwards' medical records indicate he had no tattoos, no birthmarks, no previous bone fractures or breaks. He had two one-inch scars on his left knee, which were a quarter to a half inch wide. The location above and below the patella may indicate a previous knee injury or a surgery. 
BFC Edwards had a one-inch scar on his left wrist, a one-inch scar below his right buttock, and he also had a three-inch scar on his upper left forearm. He was known as Alfred to his friends and family, and Alfred stated he was born in Harrison, Arkansas. He completed eight years of elementary education before quitting school and working full-time on his family farm in Arkansas. On 23 October 1931, Alfred joined the United States Army. He was assigned to Battery E, 1st Field Artillery. He rose in rank in the Army to Private First Class. On 5 December 1933, PFC Edwards was honorably discharged using a program known as Buy Purchase. He was noted to have an excellent character. The classification of his discharge as by purchase indicates that PFC Edwards paid a sum of money to be released early from his enlistment term. At the time of the 1940 census, Alfred was living with his parents, John and May Edwards, two younger brothers, on a farm near, I can't pronounce this folks, so I'll just try my best. It's Wahillo, Oklahoma. That's W-A-U-H-I-L-L-A-U. Somebody please write in and tell me how to pronounce that correctly. Both Alfred and his father listed their occupations as farmer. Alfred registered for the draft in Adair County, Oklahoma on 16 October 1940 and noted his physical description as 5 foot 6 inches tall, 145 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes, and a ruddy complexion. Alfred was accepted for enlistment into the United States Marine Corps Reserves in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and formally enlisted in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, on 9 January 1942. He was assigned the rank of private, and he listed his residence as Stillwell, Oklahoma. Private Edwards listed his mother, Mrs. May Edwards of Stillwell, Oklahoma, as his next of kin, and his term of enlistment was for four years. Private Edwards completed his Marine Corps basic training with the 9th Recruit Battalion at San Diego, California, during which he received a qualified Semphwimmer certification. Upon graduation from basic training on 8 March 1942, Private Edwards was assigned to E Company, 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines, stationed at Camp Elliott, San Diego, California. On 4 April 1942, Private Edwards was promoted to Private First Class, PFC. PFC Edwards and his unit embarked aboard a transport ship in San Diego Harbor on 8 August 1942 for shipment to the South Pacific, where they later participated in the Guadalcanal Campaign on Tulagi Island and Guadalcanal Island. PFC Edwards was a member of the 2nd Platoon of Easy Company. PFC Edwards boarded the USS President Hayes, a transport ship, at Guadalcanal on 31 January 1943 and was shipped with his company to Wellington, New Zealand. In New Zealand, PFC Edwards and his company were stationed at Camp McKay's Crossing for a period of rest, refit, and training in preparation for the invasion of Tarawa. On 30 June 1943, PFC Edwards received his semi-annual professional conduct record, which was scored by his commanding officer on a 0-5 to five scale for the tri five traits of military efficiency, neatness in military bearing, intelligence, 
obedience, and sobriety. PFC Edwards scored 4.2 on a military efficiency, 4.2 on neatness and bearing, 4.2 on intelligence, 5 on obedience, and 5 on sobriety. PFC Edwards and his company embarked aboard the USS Zeeland, another transport ship, in Wellington Harbor on 16 October 1943 for a week of amphibious landing training in the Hawke's Bay area of New Zealand. The Zeeland briefly returned to Wellington Harbor before sailing again on 1 November 1943 with PFC Edwards and his company aboard. Six days later, the Zealand stopped at Afedi, New Hebrides Islands for additional six days of amphibious training before setting sail for Tarawa. PFC Edwards was loaded into a Higgins boat landing craft from the USS Zealand at about 0400 hours, or 4 a.m., in the morning of the first day of the battle, 20 November 1943. Marines aboard these landing craft were transferred over to LVT, Landing Vehicle Tracked Amphibious Tractors, for the actual assault on the Tarawa beaches. BFC Edwards was assigned to Boat Number 27. Of the 11 known occupants of Boat 27, three were later known to be killed in action. One was died of wounds. Two were wounded in action. Three actually survived the battle. And two were classified as missing in action, including PFC Edwards. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of our story. PFC Edwards Company was designated to land on the extreme right or western edge of what was designated as Red Beach 2 at about 9.05 a.m. on the morning of the first day of the invasion. His unit was delivered to shore simultaneously in three different LVTs, or amphibious tractors. Due to the topography of the island at their designated landing point, PFC Edwards Company received extremely heavy fire from the Japanese defenders on both Red Beach 2 and Red Beach 1. Upon landing, the fire increased even more, and many Marines were killed as soon as they attempted to disembark or climb over the sides of the amphibious tractors and make their way to a small coconut log seawall. Many Marines in PFC Edwards Company and five of their six officers were killed in a fierce battle with Japanese defenders occupying a large bomb crater near the water's edge. The E Company platoon on the battalion's extreme right took a fantastic amount of fire from the Japanese strong point at the boundary of Red Beach 1 and Red Beach 2. The platoon's three Amtrak drivers were able to land quite close to the assigned sector within seconds of one another. As they did, the fire suddenly intensified and many Marines were immediately killed as they disembarked. The platoon leader ordered his men to the seawall, but the platoon leader was gunned down as he led the way. The Marine survivors of this brief engagement attempted to attack inland, but were repulsed by heavy fire by the Japanese. The survivors were forced to retreat to the bomb crater and dig in while they awaited reinforcements. At this point, PFC Edwards Company was reduced to only about 15 to 20 Marines who had not been wounded or killed. These men from E Company, in charge of a sergeant who did not even know where his own officers were, reported to Captain Warren Morris from F Company. At that point, PFC Edwards simply 
disappears from recorded history of the battle. When he disappeared, our investigation begins. PFC Edwards was listed on his United States Marine Corps casualty card as killed in action on 20 November 1943. This document lists his cause of death as gunshot wound chest. And it also lists and it also lists a burial location, grave number 17, Row C, East Division Cemetery. PFC Edwards is listed as killed in action on 20 November 1943 in the chaplain's logbook, which notes his wound, but not a burial location. Our research determined that the Graves Registration Unit Burial Report of January 1944 and the Island Commander's Report of June 1944 both list PFC Edwards' burial location as the same as noted on his USMC casualty card. His individual deceased personnel file in St. Louis, Missouri states, Private First Class Edwards was killed in action against the enemy on Basio Island, Gilbert Group. He received a gunshot wound in the chest, resulting in immediate death. Burial details unknown. We also found his official military personnel file in St. Louis, which stated, Killed in action, November 20, 1943, at Tarawa Atoll, Gilbert Islands. Burial details unknown. His certificate of death and other documents in his official military personnel file cite the same location as his burial in grave number 17, Row C, East Division Cemetery. The East Division Cemetery on Tarawa was later redesignated as Cemetery Number 33. Well, here are the findings of our investigation. There are currently 423 unresolved or missing in action casualties from the Tarawa battle, which comprise the initial list of casualties potentially associated with unknowns previously buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii. During the period of June, 2011 through July 2012, my investigative report submitted to the Joint POW-MIA Accounting Command, using only the information available to JPAC researchers, listed PFC Edwards as a most likely match to four unknowns buried in the punch bowl. At the request of PFC Edwards' family, investigations by Foundation researchers have continued to revise these investigative reports based on new information and historical documents that were not available in the government files at the time of the original JPAC report. And our foundation utilizes new computerized investigative tools, including a cranial facial recognition program that has proven to be highly successful. After three years of unsuccessfully attempting to obtain basic file information on MIAs from the New Defense POW-MIA Accounting Agency through the Freedom of Information Act, our foundation filed a federal lawsuit to force the Department of Defense to provide the documents, which by law are required to be provided within 20 days. After three years, we grew somewhat frustrated. On 18 November 2018, the foundation received the Defense 
POWMIA Accounting Agency's laboratory identification file on another MIA from Tarawa by the name of PFC Joe Lukey. This file was in response to the federal lawsuit that we filed under the Freedom of Information Act. Unbelievably, PFC Lukey's file contained an incredible clue on the location of PFC Edwards. It turns out that JPAC had excavated a portion of Cemetery 33 on Tarawa in 2013, a full five years before we obtained the file. JPAC, during their excavation, found the dog tags of Sergeant V.H. Wehart, who the historical record tells us was recovered by the Army Graves Registration Service in Row C, Cemetery 33. Sergeant Wehart was recovered and identified and sent home to his family in 1946. Near Sergeant Wehart's dog tag, JPAC also recovered extra remains that were subsequently identified as belonging to PFC Lukey. These extra remains were identified by the Armed Forces DNA Identification Laboratory as belonging to PFC Lukey and were added to a skeleton that had been labeled Unknown X201, which we had predicted through our foundation investigation as being buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery and belonging to PFC Joe Lukey. But the real surprise was that JPAC also found PFC Edwards dog tags near PFC Lukey's partial remains and Sergeant Wehart's dog tags. The recovery of PFC Edwards dog tag indicated that he should be an unknown originally recovered from Cemetery 33 on the same date that PFC Lukey and Sergeant Wehart were recovered by the American Graves Registration Service in 1946. Per the Foundation's Lone Palm Sequential Burial Analysis Report, there are only three unknowns who, recovered on, who were recovered on this date by the Army Graves Registration Service and one of the unknowns is eliminated using the Foundation's risk system by his biometrics. The elimination as a match to PFC Edwards leaves only two possible unknowns to match PFC Edwards. PFC Edwards' burial location is consistently listed as either unknown or in Cemetery 33, Row C, Grave Number 17. The fact that the chaplain did not list a burial location for PFC Edwards lends credence to the fact that he was buried in Cemetery 33, as it is known that the chaplain left the island prior to the construction of this specific cemetery. The finding of PFC Edwards' dog tags in Cemetery 33, Row C, confirms that he was originally buried there, and the lack of his remains at that location indicates his body was recovered by the Army Graves Registration Service when they originally exhumed the cemetery in 1946. It only stands to reason that if PFC Edwards was buried in Cemetery 33 as listed and as confirmed by the presence of his dog tags, he should be one of the unknowns who were ultimately buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Hawaii. Interestingly enough, the Marine who was listed in the official reports is buried next to PFC Edwards in Cemetery 33, 
row C, grave number 16, a Marine by the name of Corporal Claire Goldtrap, was predicted by the Foundation investigation to be an unknown in the punch bowl. And his prediction came through when he was identified as the exact unknown cited by the Foundation investigation in June 2018. So where is PFC Edwards today? Well, you might be surprised to know that the current backlog of recovered sets of remains awaiting identification by the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency is estimated to exceed 1,100 American servicemen and servicewomen who are stored in cardboard boxes on shelves in the DPAA laboratory storage room. And you may also be surprised to know that the average time for identification after remains are received in the DPAA laboratory is reported by an internal report to be 11 years. Foundation researchers strongly believe that PFC Edwards is one of the two most likely matches listed in our investigation. And it is highly likely that PFC Edwards was exhumed from the Punchbowl Cemetery by the Department of Defense in November or December 2016. And his remains are currently stored in a cardboard box in the DPAA laboratory awaiting his identification and return home to his family. Just as we have provided this information to PFC Edwards' family, we would be more than happy to tell DPAA exactly which of the boxes on the shelf contain the remains of PFC, Private First Class, Alfred Edwards from Oklahoma. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production and we invite you to check out our other episodes. You can now subscribe for free to our podcast on Apple iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Don't forget to tune in every Saturday when we will post a new episode of History's Military Mysteries, Missing in Action. Episodes of No Home for Heroes are produced from the actual investigative case files of the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation, dedicated to providing information to the families of missing American service men and missing American service women. As always, we greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. You sure don't want to miss our next episode titled, A Marine at 16 and a MIA at 17. It will tell the story of a young boy who went from hardship to hero, only to be lost for only over 70 years. Well, we won't spoil the ending for you, but trust me, it's an unbelievable tale with a surprising twist along the way. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for our next episode of History's Military Mysteries Missing in Action. Until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that war is the nation that has no heroes. But shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them.